0: Well, let's get into it, Mike. Awesome. Erica, yeah. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us this morning. Um, we're gonna do a, a proper, you know, intro yep. uh, on a separate recording. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 people don't really need too much of an introduction of for you, but um, uh, I just want to jump right into it. Um, you know, you you had something, Mark, you wanted to
1: <coughs> you know, kinda I, I, ask. I've always kept this story in, in in the back of my mind about you, which is one of my favorite stories. And um I'm just curious the whenever you had that Vespa uh-huh. and and you had painted your was it painted yourself or you're in a red Oh yeah, yeah. I, I did Jump body suit.
2: paint and yeah, uh, yeah. put on a, a diaper and yeah, dressed up. Yeah, a toy that's
1: toy. right. Yeah, and yeah. and so you know, they're out of all the individuals that 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 are that are making something that they're proud of and they're and they're uh, and they've experienced all these things in their life. I'm curious that about that moment and that that. That drive that you had, and what was in your mind
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know how do you how do you associate that type of situation with where where you are right now?
2: That's a very interesting question i you know I think that uh really you know look i I started torchies with you know pretty much everything I had yeah. you know I mortgaged my house, I maxed out my credit cards and you know, I needed business, you know what I mean? And so I was, I was willing to kind of go to any lengths to figure out how to get business. And that year was Halloween and I'd been open maybe like two or three months and was still trying to get customers. And so I went and uh, got, uh, you know, got my Vespa and said, how can I make a big splash? And, you know, they used to do, I don't, maybe they still do just a big Halloween parade down on sixth street. And so i painting myself red, put on a diaper and put on some devil horns and had a pitchfork and went down there and I had a bunch of like free taco cards and we're well, just trying to promote my business and do something kind of fun and, and interesting and you know it's funny like I, I think we still even today sort of have that kind of drive and yeah. you know willingness to go out and make a splash and we do a lot of fun stuff on social and out in the community and things like that so it's a lot of fun.
1: Do you, um, do you find yourself cause there, there's a, there's this level of, um, I don't know, there's, there's this level of excitement. There's this level of not knowing there's this level of, I got to do this or else (laughs) there's no other way. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's all these, um, probably interior motives that, that created that moment, right. Mm -hmm. On that Vespa and, Mm -hmm. and that drive and that passion. Do you, do you, are you still able to tap into that in a way that, you know, that you can recreate that feeling or whatever, you know, that was?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I have that feeling on almost a daily basis, yeah. to be honest, you know, and, and, and it's my baby, right? Like mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, I gave birth to this thing and, you know, obviously I've had a ton of help and lots of great people along sure. the way to help out. But there's still – there's just that sense of, I think, ownership when it's something you start that you just you just kind of own it, right? And so that's been um, – yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we've gotten bigger and, you know, things take longer than mm, you know, yeah. an entrepreneur would maybe like them to take, right? And so – but you have to – you can't just, you know, when you're the size we are today and things, you can't just willy-nilly – yeah. do stuff right there's you got different departments and stuff and everyone needs to be on board and what you're doing and so sometimes things um you know as an entrepreneur for me sometimes I can get frustrating to like not be able to just go out and, and and pivot as quick as I'd like to you know um but you know at the same time like you you get it done and you 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 get your pe- folks on board and um, you know, I'm probably in a lot of ways they, they keep me out of a lot of trouble, mm, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> I think in the early days I could get away with a lot more stuff than maybe I could today. But yeah. um, you know, so,
1: well, one of the, one of the, I mean, the f- food is, you know, of course awesome, but one of the, one of the additional components or the ingredients to torchies is the culture that you guys built. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, that growth, I know we struggle with it all the time, especially now when everything is in flux and the world is low upside down. <clears throat> how do you, you know, that that probably was additional, you know, internal passion to maintain that type of culture mm-hmm. that you envision while you're in the uh, food truck. Yeah. Right. And, and so how do you, was there, you know, a vision for that or?
2: I mean, I think you know, starting out. I mean, I look, I you know, I the, the best I could do was a was a food truck at the time. You know, I would would have liked to start a brick and mortar, but banks were definitely not giving me money. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's what I can afford to do. And you know, so I didn't have these grand dreams of like, oh, I'm going to open all these restaurants and blah blah blah. I mean, it was really just about getting into a brick and mortar spot. Yeah. But what I did have a lot of passion about was really um, wanting to provide opportunities for folks, you know, and especially the hourly type folks that, you know, are cashiers or cooks and, you know, develop them and work with them and try to get them into, you know, bigger, higher paying positions with more responsibility and um, help them build, you know, a lifestyle and a a family atmosphere inside the business and, Mm -hmm. I think um you know I'm real proud to say that I've got you know hundreds of stories of that in yeah. our country if not yeah. thousands or yeah. you know not thousands in our company and so that's been um really rewarding on so many levels you know and um you know we we uh we do things like bench calls you know pretty much every quarter and we look at all our talent and <clears throat> who's kind of ready for the next level and where they're at, and you know where can we position them, and you know, and, and and these days, you know, a lot of times, you know, we need folks that are willing to, you know, pack a suitcase and and yeah. go somewhere, you know, and sometimes that can speed up your opportunities for growth or slow them down, um, you know, if you can move to another state or another city
0: or yeah. things like that. Yeah, that's so. True. so listen. Yeah, you know, I, I told you we haven't released this yet. Yeah, right. Yep. But but um, a few people found out you were going to come on here. Okay, and so we got some notes. <laughs> 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 All right, just about stuff. And um what comes up over and over again is uh he leads with a generosity of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, leads with his heart and uh, second chances. Mm-hmm. What is that? This this I'm I'm interested in both of those right but but the second chances part what does that mean to you cuz this came up over and over again like
2: yeah i mean i you know people that know me personally look i i had a very sort of tough childhood um i had a lot of issues with you know drugs and alcohol as a as a young teenager and even before that um you know and i um you know, I was pretty misled a lot when I was when I was younger and um, I was able to, you know, get off of all that stuff and kind of get my act together. And for me, that was a real second chance at life, mm. you know, and um, I had friends that, you know, weren't able to do that. And, you know, a lot of them have either died or spent many years in prison or, you know, many other things. And, you um, You know, so I feel real fortunate and real grateful to have had that opportunity, um, you know, to be able to kind of turn my life around Mm -hmm. and and do something different. And so I think, you know, from that standpoint, um, anytime I see folks that, you know, maybe need a hand up, um, you know, or that, uh, you know, maybe they've gone through some rough times or whatever or – struggling with whatever, you know, if if you can have a little compassion for them and, and work with them and, and show them that like, hey, there's maybe a different way. And mm-hmm. if you put your head down and, and work on yourself and, mm-hmm. and do some things different, like you may not see it today, but you know, there's this wonderful life out there that you can live, you know, regardless of whether you're working with us at Torchies or just anything else. Like my my whole thing is really, you know, I mean obviously Someone who comes to work with us, I'd love for them to retire with us, right? That's not always the case, and and people grow and and have different things they want to do in life. But if I can – if we can provide something that betters your life and provides an opportunity for you to move up somewhere else or or chase a dream or go to college or – start your own business or, you know, get that next position that maybe we don't have at this mm-hmm. moment. Like, then I feel really rewarded that we like gave you something. Right. Yeah. And, and those are the type of things I think that, um, you know, we really kind of focus on in our culture to make sure that, you know, that stuff's in place and, and people, people grow and, 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 you know, I mean, it, it's selfish to think like, oh, you know, I would need to keep all these folks in our <laughs> company. Like, you know, that that's you know, it's just not how it works. Yeah. So,
0: you know, there people, a lot of people espouse kind of a people first mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, I was fortunate to, fortunate enough to be in a position with Torchies to actually see that in action. Yeah, yeah. and I agree. I mean, it, it's there, there's countless stories, and you know, I, I'm I'm sure there's people that are still there that, um. That their lives have just changed them you know dr- drastically because of their you know being involved with with the company that 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 you created yeah like why is that so unique right because I mean I, I do I hear a lot of people espouse like well people first people first but it's not it's not that common yeah you know is it is it <clears throat> did you find it tough to do that at times or like I, I don't know'm I'm, I'm just curious about that why
2: I don't I don't know I mean you know, look. There's been there's been things where you know you've you've tried to sort of promote folks, and and maybe you thought they were ready for a position, and you kind of realize like, oh, that might have been a little over their head, and mm-hmm. and those stories are tough, right? Like, yeah, because you want people to succeed, and mm-hmm. and you know, it, it at the end of the day, it, it always we all take self responsibility, and you know, sometimes. Uh, we're provided opportunity, we either seize it or we don't, you know? And, and, um, but I think, um, yeah, for me, it's just been, it's been kind of natural. I think just going through the experience I have, um, you know, I, my parents and my upbringing, you know, while it was tough and there were definitely big challenges there. I mean, I, I, you know they they both of my parents were very um sort of loving towards just people in society in general right and um so I think um it's just been kind of part of my natural character thank God you know mm. and um I just I I don't know I just tend to have a lot of compassion for people you know um I think you know, Sometimes, you know, sometimes our greatest assets can be some of our greatest defects. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I do a little too much of that with folks and maybe get taken advantage of at times. But yeah. <laughs> I always think if you lead from your heart and, you know, with real um, integrity behind it, like you really can't lose. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe you you get a little taken advantage of here and there mm-hmm. sometimes. But at the end of the day, it's um, – it that stuff – you know, you pay it forward, and it pays itself back. Yeah, you know,
0: knowing what you know today, and, and you know, seeing the landscape as it is, what would you go back and tell your yourself seventeen years ago, or some odd when you're when you're riding that Vespa? Like, what, what would you go back and, and tell your younger self, knowing what you know now?
2: Um. Maybe to not stress as much, um, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> but you don't know what you don't Believe. know at the time, right? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, those, man, those first couple of years were tough. Yeah, yeah. They were stressful. Um, I uh, I think the, you know, because, I mean, there were many, many, many weeks where it was just like, oh, my God, how am I going to make payroll this week? Yeah. You know, and there'd be some magical catering or something that would show up or the weather would get nice and a bunch of people would come to the trailer or mm-hmm. we'd get a write-up or something and just be just enough to kind of yeah. like get us over the hump. And those... Um, you know, eventually I was able to get to a place because I'd been through enough of that to just be like, look, it's going to be what it's going to be and just keep putting your head down and doing the next right thing and, and just yeah. trust. But, you know, definitely probably caused myself a little more stress than I needed to. But, I, you know, at the same time, some of that stress was the driver to not keep me still, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think at that point in my life I kind of needed that to keep me on point driving the bus and, you know, kind of doing whatever it took to keep things going.
1: Something you said earlier reminded me of, I don't know if you ever read or listened to Matthew McConaughey's book, Green, I think it's Green Light. And anyway, there's, in everyone's trajectory, there's these opportunities that you seize. And And I find it real interesting Especially when you're able to sit back and reflect and think about the scooter, or think about your first truck, and then the people that you meet, or the groups that you meet, or the decisions that you made, are there are there big impact moments where you did you made that gut decision and mm-hmm. and and it was the right decision, or it was a, whether it was right or wrong, it, it empowered you to move forward. Yeah, yeah. Are there's I mean there's just there's
2: countless, right? <laughs> like I mean, I think um there's been many examples of that. Um, you know, my my partners in business, you know, yeah. great choices there. Um uh just, you know, different hires we've made along the way. Um, you know, we got um, you know, one one guy that works for us, Charlie. You know, you know Charlie and he's one of those second chances stories, right? Like he came to work for us. We used to have a location on sixth street for a little while. And, uh, you know, he'd been, you know, had some issues in life and stuff and was trying to get back on his feet. And he came to work for us and, um, you know, and just watching that guy grow. And, you know, now he's you know, he leads our whole training department for the whole yeah. company. You know, doing all our new store openings, and yeah. you know, it's just it's awesome to see that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he lives in Colorado now, and it's up there, and um, you know, there's there's just there's been many moments, um, you know, meeting people and and different businesses. I've you know I've gotten to have some mentors along the mm-hmm. way different people, and um. And just conversations you have, you know, with different folks throughout the day and, you know, I mean, our customers, you know, I mean, we have such an awesome fan base, yeah. you know, and and there I can remember many days of just feeling kind of down and like, man, I just don't know if this is going to work. and. You know, some customer would walk up and say, "Man, that's the best damn taco I've ever had." <laughs> you know, and just warm your heart up and like, okay, like, all right, you can you can yeah. do this for another hour. You can do this for another day. And um, so, yeah, there's there's just tons of moments like that, kind of throughout you know the history, really, of my life. You know, not just with torchies just in general. How'd you get
1: started in food? I don't, I don't. When did you start? getting my, interested my
2: my my first job was uh I was a fry cook at Popeyes fried chicken yeah. <laughs> at Springfield Mall Virginia in a yeah. food court um and uh you know I you know my parents were divorced my mom was a single mother um she was a journalist um back then um you know women journalists definitely got paid a lot less than men journalists um and you know she she struggled, right? Um, I mean, we weren't, we weren't quote unquote poor, but we definitely weren't, you know, it was paycheck to paycheck mm. pretty much. And if I wanted any kind of money, like I needed to go out and get a job. So, yeah. um, and so I, I did that because it's an easy job to get, you know, when you're kind of 14 years old and um Thirteen, fourteen, I think. Maybe it was thirteen when I got that job. I think yeah. I made a light on my application. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I got a job there, and um, you know, at that point, it was. And I was still kind of doing all my stuff back then, and mm-hmm. so I didn't take it that serious. Um, but when I kind of got my act together, and um, I went and worked at this country club. Um, and that's where I really kind of fell in love with food. Um, and I had a great mentor, uh, chef there, a guy named Chef Brian. And, um, you know, it's funny. He almost fired me because I was just so slow in the kitchen at that point. My knife skills were horrible. I was always cutting my fingers and dropping stuff. And I just was <laughs> an awkward kid, you know. But um, I actually kind of knew the writing was on the wall and, and had gotten this other job. And I don't know, something switched. And, like, I just – I finally sort of caught on and started mm-hmm. kind of getting my groove in the kitchen and got faster and felt a lot more comfortable. And and he decided not to fire me and really took me under his wing. And, and um, I just – I loved all the, like, beautiful buffets and stuff we would do. And, you know, this is back more when – You know, there were a lot of, like, vegetable and fruit carvings everywhere. And, um, you know, and I just – some of that stuff just – and I love the action in the kitchen. You know, it was the one place – intense. It was the one place I could, like, shut this off and be completely shut off and just be focused at the task. Mm. And, um, you know, I – this is – you know, this is – expression that me and some friends use, like, this this is a really bad neighborhood, never go in by yourself, (laughs) you know? And so (laughs) (laughs) um, I, uh, you know, in the kitchen was really a place I could just turn that off. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing better, at least for me, like being in that rush. Mm -hmm. And this is just sort of, there's nothing but what's right in front of you. Yeah, and you're just focused on that task at hand, and um, there's almost for me there's al- was almost the Zen moment, mm, you know. Yeah.
1: And you're in the flow state,
2: and when things would just flow, man, it just felt yeah. great, you know. Yeah.
1: Did um, yeah, I always find it. I mean, I, I <clears throat> my I have very limited skills in the kitchen, but um, was it a was it that that amount of interaction and 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 um, kind of like an organized chaos that kept you moving, or is it this? Was it also this science of ingredient? You know, because you 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 know again, Torchy's is, is, is real specific, and their their food is unique to its own, <clears throat> and a, and uh, on top of the culture. But is there when when did you when did that click? When did putting things together and knowing that it's the right thing or you're not overdoing it or, mm-hmm. or you, or you are under, like, how does that?
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of that came with just sort of natural experience and learning to taste things and stuff like that. Um, it also, yeah. And I had a real passion for it, you know, and I, I, you know, I love to eat. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that, um, there was there was that piece of it. But one of the places I really, I went to culinary school down in Miami at Johnson & Wales. Um, so I got exposed to just, you know, I grew up kind of outside of D.C. and Virginia. And you know, so I, the food culture in Virginia, D.C. is way different than Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like got thrown into this completely different, you know, basket of food and different mm-hmm. ingredients and... I remember a guy in culinary school saying, man, you're more Cuban than I am. I was always <laughs> messing with plantains <laughs> and black yeah. beans and, and yuca, and everything else and all these really awesome Latin ingredients. And um, But my first job out of college, I got, uh, well, I started assistant manager and about a month after that, I got hired That the chef left and they asked me to be the chef at mm. the World Bank in DC. Mm. And... It was set up like a big, huge food court with about 14 different kind of stations inside. And each station was like a little different area of the world. So mm-hmm. you can imagine, you know, and, and it's the World Bank, right? There's yeah. people from all over the world. So if we're going to serve Pad Thai, it better be yeah. something like Pad yeah. Thai from <laughs> Thailand, right? Yeah. And so I just got this huge exposure to all these different ingredients from all over the world. And I started seeing like, you know, how one culture would use cinnamon versus another, right? Mm-hmm. Or this person would use a certain chili this way and not use it that way. And so – um, and that, I mean, I call that like my Ph.D. program after school was that job. Um, you know, I wasn't there that long, but I learned a ton. Amen. You know, and um, I had a staff of seventy-five people in the kitchen. We served three to four thousand people for just breakfast and lunch. Yeah, we'd serve fifty-two entrees a day that rotated every single day that changed so I mean it was a lot of food we had Mm -hmm. 13 walk-ins in the kitchen Um, it was a huge operation and here I am 22 years old you know they used to laugh at me when I first started because like who's this kid right and um, but I learned a ton and and you know I learned um, real quick how to get in with my guys and and work alongside them Mm -hmm. and I gained a lot of their respect and And when I was changing the menu, you know, I started asking them and getting them involved. Like, you know, I was really lucky that out of the 75 people, there was about 24 different countries represented on my staff, Mm. um, which could be a communication issue sometimes. But everyone spoke enough English to figure it out. Um, And, um, you know, they'd invite me to their grandma's house or their cousin's house or their aunt's house or their mom's house. And you know, to like help me, you know, I got all these cookbooks and they used to, well, be, oh, that's not, you know, that's yeah. not that, you know, let me, <laughs> let me take you to, to Aunt Sally over here. She'll, she'll hook you up with yeah. what's up. And, you know, I took lots of notes and um, just really kind of just dove into all these different cultures and ingredients. And I learned, I learned
0: a ton, you know. That's what, yeah, I wanted to ask you because it's, I'm, I'm fascinated in, in the same way I'm fascinated with, with design in, in the conceptual world, because i I don't speak that language, you know. Um, Like when when you're putting these these ingredients together and coming up with different foods, because obviously one of your geniuses is that the the flavor and the you know the 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 food and and the ingredients and and creating something, creating an experience through that, right? Um, Like, where do you get inspiration from? Number one, and then number two, like how do you know you're done? Like I've asked this question of designers, and it's it's an interesting. You know, uh, uh, the answers are are, are pretty interesting. But when you're putting that together, like, how do you know it's ready to put out into the world? Like when you were doing the tacos of the month and coming up with these new uh, ideas, like, do you you get to a point, you know, it's done? Like, what does that look like?
2: I don't know that there's a real formula for that for me. Um, you just kind of know, you know. I mean, good is good, right? Great is great, um, and I think um, there is a bit of a balance of like having something and then st- still messing with it, right? Sure. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes
1: it's just got to be done. Good
0: is good, yeah, right? Um, and well, is that is that. How much of that's is it all you? Is it like because I know that you you get you have other people taste it and and you get their feedback. Yeah. How much of it is just you know it's ready no matter what anybody else says versus you know you know what I mean like yeah but I still
2: I still I still want to know I I want to see their expression right like and there's definitely been times where I'm like all right that's 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 damn good yeah. you know yeah. and um. And I, you know, I won't say anything. Let them try it, and and if I've got it that ingrained in my heart, then it's always the reactions, always great. You know, um, there's there, you know, one of the things early on, and even today, still, because I'm still heavily involved in the food. Um, you know, we've got a great culinary director. If you remember Cheryl yeah, and okay. um, folks, and so. Um, And they they work on things, um, but there's, you know, typically almost all the – pretty much everything on our menu and all the greats were done in one try.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm.
2: Not a lot of tweaking to it. Yeah. Um, And that's usually because it's coming from some inspired place. And where is that? Well, it could be anything. It could be – I'm on a trip and I see some market and some ingredient I just sort of look at or kind of calls to me or I'm watching a cooking show and see somebody cooking something or I'm walking through the supermarket and I see something or I'm at a restaurant and I taste a dish and, you know, it could be Italian food, right? But something about it just says, Mm -hmm. man, if I took cheese and did it this way or mm. if I took a fish and grilled it that way you know or whatever it just um that that's typically what inspires those thoughts and from that kind of gets the wheels going right mm. and then um it just sort of comes together you know um there's not uh there's not a lot of science behind it other than just Passion and kind of creativity, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I don't know how else to really say it. Um, Do you still kind of tinker
0: and experiment with that, you know, outside of Torchies when just in your, when you're at home kind of? Oh,
2: yeah, all the time. You know, yeah. I, I, st- I cook probably most nights at home. Okay. Um, still. What's your uh, go
0: to? Like, what's your go to? <laughs>
2: I mean, dude, it's hard to beat a good old steak on a on a on a nice pellet grill, <laughs> yeah. you know, with just yeah. some veggies and you know maybe a starch or something, or yeah. just a steak and veggies or salads. Yeah. Good for me. Um, I it's funny. I cook pretty simple for myself, um, but you know, I'll throw parties and get inspired and get you know get crazy and start making a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, man, I've, I've spent so many years cooking, you know, sometimes Excellent. it's a lot of work in the kitchen, yeah. you know, sometimes you're just a little tired, but um, I still, I still have, definitely still have that passion of just, you know, getting in the kitchen and having fun.
1: What do you do? <clears throat> Has there been a change in inspiration, you know, from way back when you started as to now, how do you keep yourself inspired and how do you keep that fire going?
2: Um, travel is a big one. Yeah. I, traveling, I think is big, getting out, seeing other cultures, um, those types of things. Um, I'm, uh, you know, actually uh, dating a woman from Argentina. Um, I'm actually about to go propose to her. Oh, congratulations. It's exciting. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But, uh, she, uh, you know, and I, my father lived in Argentina for a long time mm-hmm. and I've got two Sisters down there. Mm. Um, I'll tell you the story about that whole situation later. But, um, you know, so like going down there this last year, you know, and a half has been great because, like, I, you know, I just re re see like just different things, you know, traveling to the Caribbean or going here, going there, going to Europe, you know, I was Mm in. Spain last summer um, and just saw some cool stuff. And they're just, you know, they're just like little bits of information you just sort of store up here and, you know, um, when you need it. I I love street food just Mm -hmm. in general. um, And that was kind of sort of what was inspired with torchies was just kind of taking street food and adding a gourmet twist to it, um, gourmet street tacos. And so – You know, there's just something real authentic and down-to-earth about street food, right? Mm -hmm. It's not pretentious, it's just, but it's good, you know? Like when you go to a city and you're like, hey, where should I go eat? They're not telling you the Michelin star place that, you know, takes six months to get a reservation at, right? They're... Talking to you about the little corner shop that has a mean-ass Italian deli sandwich or, you know, yeah. a great pizza joint around the corner or a burger place, you know. It's just that kind of just street food and culture. I just love it, yeah. you know. And it, and it's typically little mom-and-pop places and, you know, a, a simple menus, and um, and but the food's just great, and it's just always made with a lot of love.
0: Yeah. There's an authenticity to it. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. That's
1: interesting. So you have, <clears throat> you have this passion and about food and, and I'm assuming that passion in your mind creates an experience when someone uh, tastes or, ha- you know, is, is, is eating in front of you or, or around you. What, how does that translate? Because what torchies is also is they've created unique environments spatially Mm -hmm. and you've maintained that and you you started and you've maintained that and that also has brought along its own culture and expectation about wow what am i going to see next yeah where'd that come from and how'd that well so you know my my partner
2: Farrell was you know he i brought him on pretty early you know about a year after i'd been in business and he um Construction is not my thing, right? Um, you know, and and I think I think it's important when you're a business owner to like realize what you're good at and what you're not, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and I knew that like, hey, if we we're going to get into a brick and mortar eventually, and we're going to need help with this kind of stuff, yeah. you know, and so he had a lot of uh, great input and insight to that. Um, but you know, as a group, we talked about you know how do we sort of take this kind of street sort of trailer vibe and sort of bring it into the restaurants, you know, but in like a new sort of innovative way. Right. And, um, you know, we've had some, you know, you've done some, some great stuff and, and, um, you know, you've done awesome stuff and we've worked with other folks who've helped along the way. And, you know, I think when you, you know, as long as you have sort of kind of the mode you're looking for. And one thing that's really fun and cool about torchies is we have this sort of brand that doesn't it doesn't have to just stay in a box. Yeah. You know, which which I feel grateful for. Yeah. You know, and um and so it allows us to kind of do a lot of fun different things, you know? And so, you know, we'll have you know, we've we've used you know like plywood and and things like that. We've used a lot of steel and mm-hmm. you know road reflectors in mm-hmm. a lot of stores. We've got graffiti in our stores. We're starting to bring that back in yeah, some nice. of our designs yeah. again. Um, and you know, so that that's been a lot of fun, you know, and I, I think. Um, it's really been this emphasis on, you know, how do we kind of keep that cool vibe and and sort of you know, and I feel like it seems like about every 3 to 4 years we sort of innovate some more and kind of bring in some new things to or bring back some old things.
0: Um what do you what do you think the ROI of design is? <clears throat> And we've asked this question of a few people, right? And it's, it's, there's varied answers. There's yeah. varied answers depending on what side of the line you're on. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, obviously, you know, Mark would have a, a, a pretty strong opinion on design. Uh, you know, and so uh, we've talked to some people that were more operators. Yeah. Um, that were like, well, um, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all about the food. It's all about the food. But I know you have got a different viewpoint on it, because I know outside of Torchy's design, you know, specifically with your home is, yep. is very important, right? Yep. How do you, what do you think the ROI of that is with, with a experience like Torchies? I think it's big. I mean,
2: you know, exact number, I don't know, but I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, you, so many people eat with their eyes mm-hmm. as well as their mouth, mm-hmm. right? Like you want something that's appealing that, you know touches all the senses, Um, you know, in our tacos, we try to make sure that each taco has, you know, different textures and feels and, and Mm. taste inside each thing to kind of bring it all together. And I think design's the same thing, you know, when you walk into a place, Um, you know, and, and people may not all people that, don't really know design, may not get it, but there's a feeling you get when you walk into a place, you know, and it's inviting and there's, you know, little touches and and um, things that you may not notice right off the bat, but they just sort of create this kind of picture when you walk in in yeah. a vibe. Right. And um, I think it's hugely important, you know, Um and you know, look, a lot of people will go to a restaurant because someone said, "Hey, that's a good place," but then there's the folks that you know maybe not heard of it and and that design piece is huge, right like that mm. does it call you in you yeah. know is it inviting um and then when you're in there, does the space feel comfortable? does it feel um you know does it lift you up or does it lift you down? Mm. You know what I mean and um I think um I think we've we've done a, a really good job on that. Yeah, we've had some misses anybody's going to. Um yeah, the one thing that's been tough is, you know, um you guys know this, this last couple of years, the expense has oh, just yeah. been oh, yeah. it's been yeah. awful. Yeah. You know, and um God, we haven't seen inflation like this that I can even remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe back in the eighties I guess it was pretty bad. But um <clears throat> So that's been a challenge, right? Like you want to do this cool stuff, and then you get the bill, and you're like, "Holy cow!" You mm. know. Um, yeah. And so, but I, it's still, it's still very important. Um, you know, how the lights look. Um, lighting can be really huge. You know, the ambiance in the store. You know, as you switch from day to night. You know, what does that look and feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a there's a to me it's a it's a big ROI. Um, yeah. You know, and and. And you gotta have the food to back it up, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, but you, you know, you're you before you even eat, you're in the space, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. what does that? What what kind of senses does that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm curious from y'all's end. Like, you know, how do you guys think about that? You know, I mean, you've you've done quite a bit of work for us, and yeah. you know, the stuff you guys have
1: done has been awesome. <clears throat> well I, number one I think the 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 process of design, no matter if you're talking about food, if you're talking about architecture, if you're talking about paint on the canvas or construction for that matter right that <clears throat> there's a process that we all go through mm-hmm. and and i and I think that when it's appropriate when it's appropriate to the event or the person or the product that it's for. Then it all works, mm-hmm. and that that was something that we always think about in terms of, well, what is the direct correlation of the people that we're working for or with? And mm-hmm. you mentioned it. The food has a color, it has a, a texture, it has it has all these characteristics that could be applied to to a space, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that sets the platform. Yeah, and um. And I think as as long as you're approaching it from that methodology, then you're going to come out with something real special that is universal across the board, as it relates to food, as it relates to space or te- or whatever it is, that furniture, mm-hmm. lights. When when that system is broken and there's a you know there's a face value for a thing that doesn't necessarily apply to what it's centered around, then I think. I think then it you know, then it starts to break down in terms of um its value, yeah. it's ROI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's a plasticity to it that just doesn't work. Yeah. And you may not know what it is, but you can feel it. You know. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I think that's I think so much of design and food and, you know, they they both sort of evoke emotions, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and there's there's a there is, I mean, there's a direct correlation to when you walk into a space and how you feel, you know, um,
0: yeah, I always felt like, you know, there was a, you guys on the, on the food side set a pretty high bar yeah. at Torchies of like, okay, like, like there's this high level experience that our guests are going to get when they come in to eat. Like we better match that with, with the design and the, the quality of the build. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I'm telling you, that's one thing that I was struck by immediately, you know, within the couple months of being involved with Torchies, is that, there was no compromising on anything at any level, right? It was like you're going to do every, we're going to do everything right, right from the from the build. You know, Farrell was really meticulous about making things, making sure things were done correctly, and we weren't going to cut corners if if it was meant from a design side. If it was meant to be this material, we're going to put this material in there, right? And then and, and I saw that outside of, you know, listening into conversations on the culinary side, like we're not going to compromise on food quality. We're not going to compromise on proportions. We're not going to compromise on where we get our chilies and where we get our, you know, I remember listening to one about eggs, about, you know, there was a, there was an opportunity to go buy an egg or, or get eggs somewhere else cheaper, but they weren't the, the eggs that, that that we'd been using. Yeah, And there was like, well, no, this, this adds to it's a small component of the overall experience Mm -hmm. and we're not going to, we're not going to go save, you know, $2 per car or whatever it was. Um, Like, it was like, we're not going to compromise on anything. Mm -hmm. And I just saw that as, as, man, this added up to this. That to me added up to the people lining up around the building at a new store opening, waiting hours to get in and try our food, especially when we went to a new market. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, all that adds up to this. And yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. You know, are you? Does that get way more difficult now at scale? When you know, with what you're looking at now, it, kind of. I
2: mean, it does. I mean, I I think um, you know, there's definitely. Look, we're really well-known in Texas and Colorado and Oklahoma, kind yeah. of our core markets. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you start getting out there and it's it, – you need it, – it takes brand awareness, right? Yeah. It takes time to build those things mm-hmm. up. And and we still have the big openings, but, you know, they, they can – you know, we've had some, some markets where it's gotten slower after that, like big honeymoon curve. Yeah. Um, and you know it's it's really it's about you know there's there's people don't give enough i think um credit to how important a location is mm-hmm. um having the right demographics having being in the right space where people are coming for a lot more reasons other than just torchies you know right. especially when you're going into a new market you know a lot of times you got to pay up for that right which sure. is a, a risk and mm-hmm. your rents you know, probably thirty percent more than it would be maybe even two miles down the street, you know. But that thirty percent more makes all the difference, you know, when you're putting eyeballs on your on your building all the time, you know, and um so yeah, we've definitely had to do some learning. You know, there's we we made some mistakes this last, you know, call it three, four years that I've been kind of having to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been um you know, it's 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 all good. I, I think um you know, we've got some exciting cities we're gonna go into. We're finally getting into Nashville, okay. which oh, is nice. awesome. Nice. Um we've got a spot in Atlanta we're gonna go to, yeah. which is it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, we've got a finally got a spot up just outside of DC up in Bethesda, wow, and nice. Maryland. So, and we're working on some others. We got some spots coming into Salt Lake, which I think will be a, a mm-hmm. really cool city. So, you know, we're getting into some really cool markets mm-hmm. and um, bigger, bigger kind of cities, you know, which I think, I think as a brand is important to kind of you want you want cities where you can sort of plan a f- Flag initially, And then be able to open in and around mm. that to kind of create that culture. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's tough. I think some of our restaurants that are kind of out on an island where you can only really put – it doesn't make sense to put more than one or two stores. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that culture of the other restaurants around them. To, yeah. to go and visit and talk mm-hmm. to and, you know, I mean, it, obviously they can pick up the phone and call anybody, but it's just, it's just different, you know? Yeah. Um, and we, you know, it takes a strong operator to be in those places and we've got some great folks, you mm-hmm. know, on some of what we call kind of
0: more frontier type markets. So. Yeah. How is it, um, how is it different or is it more challenging well, let me ask what are the what are the challenges now that you're the CEO of the company versus uh being part of a partnership? Right? Like how does how does it how does that feel differently now? Is it is it different? Like is it a different role? I mean, because you're still leading the company, but it's you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's um
0: well, you guys know me. I mean,
2: I'm a I'm a people person through and through and, and I've never been one that's like, it's my way or the highway, you know. So I, I still lean on, you know, my leadership team to I want them to have a voice. They need to have a voice, you know, like um we got a great CFO, our guy Ryan's great and yeah, he's a smart dude, man. I want his opinion at the table. You know what I mean? I want I want to check myself right mm-hmm. um and i think um so I, I i still it still has a little bit of that same vibe mm-hmm. that it did with the partners in that sense um and it's still very collaborative yeah. i guess is my point um But there are, you know, there with that title, there's definitely some buck stops here type of things, um, which I think in some ways I like maybe a little more than when I had the partnership because there wasn't really that format for it. You know what I mean? Um, And not that it was bad or anything before. It's just a little different, True. right? Um so that that part's been empowering on some levels. Mm-hmm. Um but then um you know but look you you can't be a good leader and work in a vacuum. Right. Oh, yeah. You just can't. Um it doesn't work, you know. Um you can maybe get away with it for a little bit or on certain decisions, but boy, you, you carry that Torch, you know, without
1: yeah, it's heavy.
2: It it well, and, and you know, you, you end up with people resenting you. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, well, God, he doesn't trust me. why do he hire mm. me? You know, or yeah, he's not asking for my opinion. What am I even doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, or or they give you their opinion, you just ignore it, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's not a good leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's an interesting <clears throat> thing to memorialize in, in in regards to anybody trying to scale their yep. business is what do you, and, um, and you could, some people could say, well, it it was, it's this, it's, it's the idea or it's the people around me, or it's this methodology, you know, or, or it's the the way that I look at finances. What, what would you offer? What could you offer those, um, that are starting to scale? You know, Mm -hmm. what, is there, is there any method that you've, you've maintained? It seems like the, maybe the people around you, but is there, is that, there a To mechanism? me,
2: that's the biggest one. I learned early on from, you know, I told that, I told you I had that mentor chef when I was at the country club, right? Like he, he taught me early on. He's like, dude, if you're ever a boss, always hire people better than you. Yeah. And at first I was kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then, you know, and then he, we talked about it and he explained it. And it's like, you know, look, man, like, you're not going to be an expert at everything. It's impossible, right? We're human. We all have things we're good at and things maybe we need to work on and things we don't have a clue about. Like, so surround yourself with amazing people and let them shine. Like, don't be afraid of their success. Like, help them succeed, right? Because if they succeed, then you succeed, right? Mm -hmm. You're all on the same team doing, working on the common goal. Um, And so... And that kind of leads into that whole thing of like not being selfish with people that work for you. Like obviously you want them to stay around and build a career and stay with you. But mm-hmm. you know what? If there's someone that's really successful and driven and they probably are gonna leave you and they should, right? Yeah. Like they everyone's got their own yeah. minds and goals, but and you know what? Hey, guess what? I got to help that person. Look at what, what they're doing now, man. They started their own business yeah. or they're doing this or man, now they're a vice president in this company. When they were with me, they were just a manager. Like, look how cool that is. Yeah. Like those are those are the things you want to be a part of, yeah. you know? So it really hiring people that, you know, are experts at at what they do and and letting them shine. To me, I think that's one of the, been the biggest formulas of success as, yeah, as no. we've had, you know? Yeah,
1: it's good advice. Yeah. Sometimes we forget that.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, is especially like, right, when you start a business, it's your baby, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be very particular about certain things. And you should be, right? It's your, you have a vision of what you want and how you want to do it. And the guest mm-hmm. you're serving, whatever industry you're in. And um, sometimes, and it was, it took me, probably a good two years to fully kind of step back and let go. And like, okay, yeah. you can do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you know, but I was, I, I knew it was the right thing and, and I kept working at it and kept working at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when you allow people to really step into their greatness and what they're good at, like, man, the results you can get is yeah. just yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: you know i that's i learned a lot being at being at torchies you know and uh, a lot about the the people aspect of it because i'd never seen it done that way before where i mean it was people first and the way that you guys took care of everybody was just amazing you know and so you know now i I caught myself thinking about that the other day we we um had a bunch of our team member we got about 17 people now and a, a good uh majority of them met on a project and um they were all wearing our gear and everything, you know, and I remember leaving going, man, there was a shift of, you know, early on. It's like, you know, I'm keeping this thing afloat to, you know, now it's like, now it's more, it is more about them. Like you got these people that are bought into this, this concept. And it's like, now I'm, I'm worried about like keeping it going for them. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And did you,
2: yeah, man. I mean, it's a big responsibility, right? Like I'm helping these people. Pay their bills, and, yeah. you know. You've got and provide got for
0: their families. Thousands and, of people.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of mouths I mean, to feed. Yeah, bro. a lot of mouths to feed on both sides of the coin. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, and so I think that's that is it is a big responsibility, Um, but it's also a big honor, right? Yeah. Like getting to be able to do that. Like I get to do that, yeah. right? And so. Um that part's been been pretty humbling and, and really fun to watch. Um and seeing people people take that on and, and run with it, yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a nice story.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's been it's I mean, I, I just I humbled and um just, you know, there's days you just sort of pinch yourself and go, Wow, you know, yeah. this is pretty awesome, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean we've um you know when we uh, decided we were going to do this there was definitely a short list of people that we wanted to talk to and and you know you're one of them and one of the criteria is, is you know people that have had an effect on the greater you know that they, they've left a wake behind them that's been you know just uh, and you're definitely that I mean there's you know again like I told you like people we haven't publicized that uh, we've, we're doing this too much but people found out you were coming on and, and then we started getting notes and it's right, like right. that's cool you know you hear you hear the same thing about Mike Ripka it's like man he's you know he leads with his heart yeah and he's left an effect on people you know and, and it's just I mean obviously what you've done with Torchies, and I mean you've you've impacted thousands and thousands of people man it's it's a special get, man.
2: Get me a teary eyed nah. here, man. I, I'm sorry, man, <laughs> but sorry. I. You know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. I well, just. that
1: that's what, that moment of reflection to know what your what your power is. You know what you're giving back is pretty incredible. Absolutely. So yeah, congratulations.
2: Thanks, man. You know, I got this. You know, it's funny. It's some people will ask me that sometimes. Like, you ever just sit back and I'm like, man. I wish I did it more, but no, like I just, you just kind of do the next thing in front of you.
0: Sometimes you don't, you don't take pause a little bit when you've got 300 people lined up around the building trying to get in, you know, it's like. You do, there's moments, there's moments
2: you do, but you almost have to, it's, you can't really create those moments when they're going to happen. They just sort of happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I remember we opened our Denver store. Yeah. Man, that one tore me down you know in a blizzard yeah in a blizzard is our first (laughs) store out of state and it's snowing like you know christmas out there and then some (laughs) and um you know i mean literally you know jeremy said was wrapped around the
0: building twice you know people out there shivering really just hours hours before the doors open really
2: and dude i just i mean i Gave a speech to the staff and I lost it, man. I, you know, because I was just humbled. Like, here we are in this completely new state and look at the love and support we're getting here. Um, You know, and that's still one of our best stores in Colorado. Um, And, you know, we've, uh, you know, there's been all these little different moments. I, this last year, my culinary school, I went to, Honored me with this Lifetime Achievement Award, you know, I ended to give up and give a talk and man, I, I lost my cookies, man. I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and it, and I, it was, cause you don't always take the time to really reflect, yeah. you know, and, and, and it is, I mean, it, it you know, what, What I've been able to do and, and with all the help and, you know, and, and that goes back to those second chances, right? Like I've had so many people like help me along the way. It's like, why would I not give that back? Right. Like, um, you know, it just, um,
0: what, what's been your North star? Like when it, when you've had those moments, like of like, you know, kind of, I always related to like staring out into the abyss, not knowing what's going to happen next. Like what's, what's kind of kept you grounded? (sighs)
2: Um, I've got really good friends that keep me grounded. Um, you know, they're probably more family to me than, you know, kind of what I felt as a kid growing up for family. Um, I just, I've got some just really awesome, amazing friends that Mm -hmm. like, you know, any one of us would drop everything we're doing and fly across the country or do whatever to help each other out. So I've I've got some amazing for that. That keeps me grounded a lot. Um, You know, I have a a bit of a spiritual side to myself that, you know, I meditate pretty Mm -hmm. much every day. Like that keeps me centered. Um, And, you know, I work on that, you know, just like you would work out at a gym. Um, And that really helps me kind of stay centered and grounded and, and a clearer mind. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I used to, you know, you, a lot of times people think of the chefs of the Gordon Ramsey's of the world that are losing their shit and, you yeah. know, doing whatever. And, um you know, and I've had my moments of that, <laughs> you know, we all have. Right. Um, but I've, I've learned over the years um, that, you know, especially, you know, as the company's grown and and my kind of who I am as a person, like, you can't go in and just start yelling at people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't work, you know. And nor do I want to, right? Um, but, you know, there's – I have to keep myself in a real kind of level playing field to kind of be the calm person in the room when things are chaotic, mm-hmm. right? Like, as a leader, that's kind of your job is to – Remind everybody, you know, all right, guys, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, I know this is stressful, but it's going to be okay, you know. And, um, you know, I think luckily enough I've had enough sort of crazy experiences in my life and have been lucky to get through them to realize that, like, hey, it's just another day. Yeah, it's know? not that bad. Uh, yeah, and, you know, things do pass, you know. And sometimes – The things that seem like they could be the worst thing in the world can end up being the best thing for you. You know,
1: yeah, Um, Yeah. because you can see it through the other side.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a hindsight's twenty twenty. That's right. It it don't feel good when you're going through it. it, You know, (laughs) but on the other side, you know, you can look back and you know, you know what? That was a hard experience, but if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have met this person or gone to this place or Mm -hmm. done that thing. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, um, what are you passionate about outside of Torchies right now? Like what do you, what do you in your, in your personal life? And you mentioned you're doing a lot of travel. I mean, what, what do you, what, what's, what are you excited about outside of Torchies?
2: Hi, man. You know, um, I've been doing a lot of pickleball. That's, that's fun. (laughs) Nice.
0: That's fun. It's caught on like a storm.
2: Oh, I know, man. It's fun. So I, I used to have this, sand volleyball court in my backyard and I took the leap and spent some money and turned into a pickleball court yeah. so I have friends we come over twice that's a awesome. week and oh, play nice, pickleball yeah. that's been fun nice uh, I got this beautiful woman I've been dating this has been awesome she's just yeah. um, the light of my life just a total sweetheart yeah. um, and my son man you know my son's gonna be 13 at the end of this month he's okay. playing football um, and he's He's just a joy to watch. Um, you know, he's really taken to it. You know, where it'll go, who knows? Yeah. But he just he I just love seeing him being passionate about something. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, God knows, I mean, kids just there's so many opportunities for distraction and oh yeah, man. You know, they can go any which way, you yeah. know. <laughs> kind of soft gloves, right? Sure. Um, but he's he's doing great and um just love watching him, getting passionate about stuff, and um he's just you know he's growing into a little man, man, that's good. it's pretty cool to watch, pretty fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, just you know that, and um, I love going to see music. I've seen a bunch of music um I was at a c l last weekend with mm-hmm. my son he he's really into music too, so yeah. we get to share that together, that's so cool. it's it's fun, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, very good. Awesome. We, this was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Could,
2: great, we, could, we could keep going, going for a yeah, while. I know, <laughs> I know. I know. It's awesome yeah, thank conversation,
0: you. Yeah. guys. Yeah. Thank you very well, much. Well, Mike. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. This this was special. Yeah. And, absolutely. Um, really. You know. Uh, I, I've known you for a while, and it's yeah, man. it's like I'm very proud and and happy for kind of what you've done and where you're at right now so it's it's Dude, I'm proud of you man. Yeah. You've been
2: kicking ass, you know. Yeah. Um like I can't wait to get more of an update after yeah, we sure. finish Absolutely. this up. So Absolutely. Thanks for spending
1: your time. Yeah. Thank you guys. So it was good seeing you.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. We need to not make it so long. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's very yeah.
1: true. So That's very true.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Maybe
1: we'll pickleball. I
2: know, right? (laughs) Got to get y'all out on the pickleball court, man.